2: KMA Audio Machine's comprehensive range of premium effects pedals are extremely impressive, coupling some of the best looking graphics and best sounding circuits with some of the most original reimaginations of classic effects pedals that we've ever seen. From the wild and soaring high-gain distortion of the Worm to the classic ripping fuzz tones of the Fuzzly Bear, Minos and Dead Stag. The swirling phaser of the Astro Spurt, the treble to full range, stock her treble booster, the synthy octaves of the Moyai Mayor and the Quag, To the incomparably expansive wash of delays and verbs from the Cirrus and the uniquely controlled mid accentuated drive of the incredibly dynamic Logan. The list is comprehensive, and every pedal offers something original and unique to KMA's penchant for extreme controllability. Available worldwide from leading guitar effects pedal dealers, and for more info, check out kma-machines.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast, the world's number 1 guitar podcast. This is the 272nd episode. I am it's your host many. Joe. Yeah, it's it is too, too many. It's
1: too many. Can we start yeah. can we start deleting some?
2: Well, you know what? I would say okay, I've got to introduce this first. I'm your host Joe Branton joined this week by Jay Cross, hello, and Matt Knight. Hello. You know what I was thinking the other day? I was like, God, I wish when Mark started this he'd done it in seasons. Because you can... Uh, you well, can like winter.
0: Well... <laughs> that would be, be worse. There's nothing worse than getting to, like, season 11 of a TV programme. Oh,
2: yeah, I know. Why I'm am on... I still
0: in this? On It's like the walking... I, I yeah. gave up on The Walking Dead after oh. season 3.
2: Yeah, I, I lasted longer, but I gave up when Negan came into it, even though that man is an absolute hunk. The storylines were John just... No, he oh, looks okay. like John Hamm. He played the comedian in the movie adaptation of um of uh The Watchmen. But um okay. he also played Thomas Wayne in uh in uh, in um, Joker. No, no, in Bruce's not in dad. Joker, in uh, in Ben Affleck's uh, Batman, in Batman Oh, okay. Genesis, oh, no one saw that. Superman. Funnily enough, <laughs> you know the uh the uh he obviously he was Negan playing Thomas Wayne. Um Martha Wayne was played by one of the other characters in The Walking Dead. I can't remember her name. Um but but yeah, so there you go. Little, Nepotism little is dead.
1: alive and well in Hollywood. How about that?
2: Yeah, exactly, how about that? Shock but, horror. Uh, but yeah, I always wished Mark had done it in seasons because I was like, well, then, then you know, that'd be something to get excited about. Like, we'd we'd have we <laughs> well, could what well, well, we might we might get a break. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, you we, you know, like in, they always make changes in seasons. You know, there are there's like a you know a new thing will happen. Whereas we don't have a an an anything inciting us to make a change. It's just you know the continued drudge of episode after episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose there is that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes it more exciting if we'd, we'd be... We'd probably be on, like, season 20,
0: you know, by now. And that, yeah, and people know. would be... And we that, could have that, a season no one, finale.
2: There'd be season finales every now and again.
0: Just, yeah. Just remember, all the best British TV programmes only go on for about three seasons. The only yeah, real yeah. exception is Peep Show where there isn't a bad episode of Peep Show and it right. did go on for seven seasons.
2: Yeah, I just got onto season six of Community and um,
0: this that show is really starting to tail
2: off. Um, as yeah, that's why. Right. Episode and Rec, by episode five, they lose cast members.
0: Yeah, see, Parks and Rec only lasted five. I think that's the cut off. Is it? That's the Apart from um, Better Call Saul which will, the sixth season will be the last one and I would actually put it out there that I p- potentially prefer it more. Than I, I, Bad. I agree with you. What's a th- Breaking I, Bad?
2: Th- I gave up on Breaking Bad. Emma's still watching it. We only got, started watching it recently. I gave up on it. it was just one of the dullest I, honestly, shows I've ever seen.
0: No, you've got to no, watch it just so you can watch Better Call Saul, which is better actually. Call, uh, better Call Saul is. I, I agree with you. I think it's better, mate. Um, How about that? Yeah. There we anyway. go. Welcome to the movies, yeah. seasons, and TV programs. <laughs> Actually, there was talk in the Guitar Nerds group today, um, the, the, the Monday recording this, about the Les Paul that um, Craig Charles plays in Red Dwarf. Oh, yes. Um, which is basically unbranded because it's on the BBC and they have no branding. So, um, you know, there is a little bit of a TV tie in.
2: <laughs> well
1: he, um, well, well prov- done, Matt. Craig Charles
0: is on the Gadget
1: Show, isn't he? Is he? He's on the Gadget Show, I think and Well, he, he yeah.
2: used to host Robot Wars, didn't he, the, the, the Yeah, UK which is a type robot, of gadget, I suppose. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they do they they sometimes do guitar stuff on the uh they sometimes do guitar guitar stuff on the uh, on the gadget show. Actually, they, did, they did the acoustic. They do play, like they? the
2: jammy. Have they ever done the jammy on the Ooh, gadget
1: show? Oh, the little stick.
2: Yeah, the little stick. I saw
1: stick. that in uh, I saw that in Selfridges when I was. Really? Like, I mean, I I've no idea why I was in Selfridges. I must have got lost. But um, I yeah, they had the, they had the jammy in there, and I was just like, what is going on in the tech yeah. in the tech like in, next to like. 1500 quid bluetooth speakers and stuff like that it's
0: crazy actually, <laughs> actually there was i i have a another tie with tv um uh-huh. and guitars once when i was at gack i got contacted by a i think he was a producer or one of the researchers for top gear yeah and they were like we need to make eric clapton play through a car stereo system and i right. sent them a couple of guitars and I think like a I think I sent him a boss ME twenty five. Something like that. And was like, yeah, you and you could use this adapter and then you could technically plug into the stereo. Um I think that actually happened in the end. I don't think they used any of that gear because I think Eric Clapton probably didn't play the Squire that I sent out. <laughs> um but I definitely think that did, that did happen. They did use some of that that it, to, to do it that. It did,
1: and if you remember, Matty, uh, they got in touch with us afterwards, and they were like, "Thank you so much." Um, to to like pay you back, we will give you two free tickets to come to the uh, screen. It to come to a screening of Top Gear, oh, and yeah. you were like, "Oh, wicked! Yeah, this would be banging. Like, I'd really like to go." And uh, you couldn't get there because you. Uh, you couldn't drive. So uh, instead, instead I went with, my, and I took oh, my dad yeah. and he
0: absolutely loved it. So uh, yeah, I thanks for that. About because that because I forgot probably, probably blocked that bit out because I was like, oh, I should probably. And then there we go. Eight years later, still can't drive. Still can't drive. <laughs> well. Mind you, we were talking about this. Uh,
1: we were talking about this just before we kicked off. So, you know.
0: And actually, um, Eric Clapton himself, which I think we spoke about on the podcast before, is obviously there's loads of famous guitar players that are like, you think Petrol we've head. talked about
1: Eric Clapton on the podcast before? Yeah, no, about
0: him being a, a bit of a car fanatic um, because loads of um, guitar players ha- have like got massive obsessions with cars. Billy Gibbon's new book came out this month, which is a, um, a revision of his book, which is Guitars and Cars. Uh, which is all of his like hot rods and then like all of his like Les Pauls and stuff. James, I saw I got a sponsored advert. James Hetfield has just like co-wrote a book about all of his cars that he's hot rodded. Um, Jeff Beck only makes albums to pay for his car habit. And wow. um, and Eric Clapton has a one-off Ferrari that Ferrari made for him, which is his name as the model number. Um, so there you go. If you get really good at playing guitar... And you really like cars. Who knows?
2: Yeah, oh, and James Burton also doesn't he? He he owns a um, a, a uh, guitars and cars museum that he's ha- that he has set up.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a um, good one.
2: Because of so, course you know his signature telly with its like uh, with those flame um, you know sort of uh, car things. <laughs> <What's it? laughs> you know, the flame things, hot rod. There we go. Yeah. Ooh.
0: That's, okay. That's close words. Um, yeah. But actually, I must admit, I'm meaning to order a copy of that Billy Gibbons book, Rock and Roll Gearhead. is the name of the book. They just re-reissued uh, it with a bunch of new stuff. I'm assuming he bought more cars, so they were like, "Oh, we need to put more cars in <laughs> in, in this book now." That is a great um, way to
1: get your own, you know, book series. It's just, like, oh yeah, listen, mate, I bought a lot of new cars, so you're gonna have to do a, you have to do a new story on me. You have to do, yeah. a new, give me a new book deal. Give me
0: a new book deal. Um, But yeah, I reckon that'd be wicked. Look at 59 Les Paul and then the car from the Eliminator album. (laughs) Very cool.
2: Um, I do have to introduce, I would like to introduce our new patrons for this week as well. Um, I'd like to welcome, first of all, uh, first of all, welcoming Andy Manley to the top tier. He's now an executive producer be included in the songs um thank you also for upgrading ej caspers and welcome to ross dylan thank you very much for joining everyone and welcome to you know the guitar nerds patreon support where at the moment we're doing uh at the moment our additional series that you get every week is the 1979 club um where each week i'll be talking about gear that you can buy right now um, from you know From your shop. <laughs> I haven't included anything from my shop yet. <laughs> times but, uh, aren't quite that desperate. <laughs> but yeah, this this week I actually um I, I focused on Framus. This week's all about Framus and Framus pre I mean it's called the nineteen seventy nine club, but of course Framus actually went uh bankrupt in nineteen seventy five. So it's about all of their stuff leading up to them. They had some absolutely cracking guitars, some really interesting stuff right on the Right on the because I guess we're all familiar with Framus and and kind of their weird looking very sixty style guitars, right? You know, it, like everyone knows the sort of strato body shape, that sort of jaguar thing. And you know what? You know what? You you think of a certain thing when you think of old Framus guitars from that time period, right? What do you mean? Well, you you know those sorts those sorts of retro German guitars. They have a real you you. They they spring to mind when you think about yeah 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 they
1: they like they look like they look cheap but you know that they're well built they look cheap and weird but you know that they're like well built
2: exactly and that's what made the Framuses is different from a lot of the other stuff a lot of the sort of catalog stuff that was coming out around that time is that most of the stuff you know all, all the old harmony bits and bobs and things like that all very cool but you know it was all it was all. Um, Catalog guitars, so the quality was going to be relatively poor. Whereas Framus, fantastic German company, and they were making stuff at a really high quality. But really interesting to see some of the stuff that they made just before they went bankrupt, when they really Fenderized their their range. And you don't see a lot of it because they didn't make a lot before they went under. But there's some some very very f- sort of you know Fender looking guitars with Framus on the headstock right towards the. Uh, the end which is kind of interesting as well so i'm talking all about that fun stuff um this week on an episode and for this for this week's episode of the podcast we've obviously got matt and jay back and so i wanted to continue some of the questions that we'd asked in the facebook group uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash katana's forum where um i'd been i, I i'd asked listeners to 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 Ask questions of Matt and Jay, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them, and we're gonna, you know, get some interesting, you know, funny anecdotes from the two of them. So I figured we'd continue uh, that because we, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, nothing I know. funny
1: has ever happened to me, I'm afraid. Oh, I was gonna Matt, say, Matt, i very if I've got very any, uh... serious.
2: Yeah, you are, you are very serious. But before we talk, before we uh, go into any of the uh, the questions for this week, Jay Cross, you bought a new guitar. I did buy a new guitar.
1: Yeah. Well, so it hasn't arrived yet. Um, But uh, so regular listeners of the show will remember last week, I think, or maybe the week before, when I was talking about how I've really been on the lookout for a new Les Paul and I I really wanted something that was like plain top, standard, you know, because I don't like flamey stuff and I don't like blingy stuff. I just wanted a cool, regular-looking standard. And um, friend friend of the podcast, Steph Taylor, he got in touch with me um, a couple of days after the podcast came out, being like, "He he runs a shop, and he was like, look what I've just what I've just brought in. This is right up your street,' and it was wicked. It looked amazing. It looked it looked amazing. It was really well priced. Uh, so obviously, it sold immediately to somebody else. So I didn't buy that. And instead, <laughs> what I bought was a uh, I, I bought a player strap, which is something I've been threatening to do for well, I guess about eighteen months." Fantastic um, and yeah, it's it's wicked. It's re- it's really exciting. I mean, I have never owned a Strat before.
2: Never. What really?
1: No, that is crazy. I've never, right I've never owned a Strat.
2: How many uh, Strats have you owned, Matt? Uh, four, mm, five,
0: yeah, maybe.
2: I've owned th- three, four. No, I've owned four. Yeah. And... So Jay, welcome to the Strat Club.
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. Um, oh, yeah. so yeah, like we'll, 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 have to wait and see if it actually, you know, actually arrives. But, uh, yeah, I am, I'm really excited, really excited to get it. Um, it is, uh, in Sonic Red.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, which probably fantastic. wouldn't be my, it's
1: not really my first choice. The one that I really mm-hmm. wanted was the buttercream with the, oh, with the maple nice. board. Cause that's wicked. But, um, I, I've got, I've got, I decided to buy this Sonic Red one instead. So son- I've,
2: I've. Lovely, lovely. Well, just a lovely. It was my favourite colour in the range. It's great. It's not quite as glaring as, as Fiesta Red can sometimes. Look, I, I sometimes feel with Fiesta Red, I really like the old Fiesta Red guitars, but when they reissue them and they're new and all shiny, it's almost a bit too much. The Sonic Red is just a lovely, simple, old-school, retro-looking colour. And it looks kind of... It's got enough of its y that it looks modern, but enough mm-hmm. of its... Sort of retro in styled. I just think it's a fantastic color. So that comes. That doesn't come with a maple neck, right? That comes with no, a palferro so neck. It's,
1: it's a palferro board, and um, I've I've kind of been thinking a little bit about what I'm gonna do, and um, I I might go a little bit mad, and I I might I might buy one of the uh, roasted necks that fender does as an aftermarket part but i was thinking about maybe buying a roasted telly neck and basically having like a mischief maker so strap body telly neck
2: wait you could buy get a different strap plate cut and get rid of the neck and middle pickup and just have a single coil just have the just have the bridge pickup just get a
1: uh uh seymour duncan invader or whatever it is that tom DeLong had is that what is that what that was
2: it was i wasn't actually thinking of that at the time but yes i guess that that would be too close to that
1: yeah (laughs) but um but yeah i'm uh yeah I'm, i'm really excited to get that i i think i will do some bits and bobs to it i don't know i haven't quite decided yet the the thing is is this i mean this is actually a bit embarrassing to admit but uh after i ordered it i remembered that i actually still have got Another guitar here that's in pieces that I haven't done anything with. So I've still got... Do you remember I bought that 72 telly body oh, yeah. and 72 telly neck? That it's, oh, they're, yeah. they're still just in the boxes behind me. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I should do something with that at some point <laughs> um but yeah ne- but instead what i've done is i've uh and actually this would be the perfect chance to do it i could you know i buy soldering i learn how to use all that stuff but oh, you, you know what i've decided to do instead is just buy a different guitar um so <laughs> yeah i've got uh, got this track coming very excited to get it and i don't know do some stuff with it we'll see we'll see no, but well, yeah I'm... i think i think mischief maker is maybe what's what's on the cards what um, um?
2: What pickups do you get a standard in the player?
1: Uh, so they are uh, b- player pickups. They up they were designed for that uh, guitar.
2: Oh right. Um, oh yeah. No. What are they? It's not the v Are they? They're not Tim Shaw's, are they? That, well, so um, I oh they're I, Tim I, Shaw designed, aren't they? That's it. Yeah. Like so
1: that. I mean, Tim Shaw is the is the the pickup guru at fender so basically he has a hand in everything um i mean i don't think these are branded as like tim shaw pickups but i mean he probably put them together i mean he i doubt he wound them himself yeah um but, but yeah we they, spoke
2: about it at the time didn't we because they were they're actually vintage voice whereas i i always hated the mexican standard range yeah because of those ceramic pickups they're just exactly so yeah yeah so horrible. these
1: are these are now they're only Co fives so you know they this sounds like a it's going to sound like a a classic um like 60s type strat uh as opposed to the ceramic pickups that were in the standards which i agree i I never liked and i've i've always said that the uh the player strat i just i just think it's it it was such a great upgrade from the um from the standard i just i'm really excited like i said i've never owned a Strat before um the uh i've had very few guitars with tremolos actually i had a jaguar for a while and i had a Gretsch with a bigsby when i was uh, i got that when i was 17 or 18 i guess 17 probably uh 16 maybe it went anyway but um yeah i've never really had anything with a with a tremolo so um yeah i don't know how about that i mean i'm I'm definitely gonna block it down
2: you don't need to block it with a strat that's the thing
1: just put a few extra. Um, I'll do what the, you see on the internet. I'll, I'll I'll like screw in a a bolt, like a you know like a door bolt, so that oh, yeah. have, you seen, have you seen people do that? That looks really good. Just literally lock it in, lock it in, so you can't can't play around with that trim. Mm, uh, but dear. yeah, so we'll see we'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm excited to get it and. Um, yeah maybe maybe this is this is it this is this is what lockdown has done to me it's turned me well, into a strat player i tell you what it, jay it, this um, is
2: this is what your your fast approaching middle age is going to do to you turning into a strat player yeah totally it's totally. the inevitable we'll all end up there eventually it
0: well really some makes the one of, others it makes me want to revisit buying a late 90s early 2000s american standard strat which is the first strat that i had and i really miss it um no, I mean, if, the, I, if you're looking at American Standard, I think the last ones were the best ones they well, actually, up until 20, 2012. Yeah, I'll the 2012s
2: I... were the best ones. They were the first ones to come with custom shop pickups.
0: Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. Um, one that I saw today, actually, um, Coda Music, I noticed, have got some Fiesta Red, Rose solid Rosewood Neck American Standard strats, which look... Um, pretty fantastic i think
2: it's always the solid rosewood neck it's always one of those things where we go oh yeah yeah you know that's that's nice but i actually think about whether or not i'd want to buy or own one of them i just i just don't like it on a on a classic styled guitar like i think
0: um certain colors work better than others um and that sort of like hot rod red fiesta red i must admit i'm sort of that's got to be one of my favorite strat colors what i think what
2: the Sonic Red.
0: No, um, the, my fa- my favorite one is the. Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? From Mark Knopfler, his signature was a like. I think it was called Dakota. Hot, no, it, it was Dakota? called Hot Rod Red.
2: Oh, it was the. Oh, okay. And, nice. Dakota uh, is the best red. Well, Cardinal Red is the best red,
0: but uh, it, Dakota hot, Red is the best red. Hot Rod Red looks like a um, London phone box red it's wicked that sounds cool yeah yeah like a post box red i would say
2: yeah, very cool indeed yeah oh, yeah damn it strats to, they're the best I need, to buy a, I need to buy a strat i think i've got i think i've got like a black 50s japanese strat in my Harlequin guitar club stuff so i might just I might just get that out again yeah i need to play more
0: strats well that's um, um because talking of strats i oh you
2: stole my segue. speaking <laughs> of Strats...
0: <laughs> I wanted to do a segue for a change I never do a segue go on there Matt do the Uh, segue yeah talking of strats um, I spent some time setting mine up with some new saddles well actually I I spent some time at the weekend restringing my guitars because it had been six months almost since I'd restrung any of my instruments Um, and although they weren't in terrible condition you forget how much of a difference it makes putting a new set of strings on a guitar yeah um so I sort of spent a good few hours, sort of cleaning and restringing everything. Got to the strap, and I was like, I've, "Now is my chance to put these saddles on that you sent me um, a little while ago, Joe. They are Sever, uh, Sever saddles. Um, Sever Innovations. Sever Innovations. S E V E R. dot S I. If you want to head to their website, they do some vintage style um, saddles for strap." And I had some Callahan Strat, uh, Strat saddles on there before, which are the um, same company that come from that guitar shop in Richmond or Kew. can't remember. They're, they're related to that. So I, I had those on, and it made, a, it made a decent difference. They were better than the old Japanese ones that are on there, and I would put a solid steel um, block in it as well. And I thought, I'll give these ones a go. And I was like, I wonder if I'll hear the difference straight away. But I was like, I'll put some new saddles on it. They're nice and shiny and clean and oh my God, it's like, it plays like a totally different guitar. Really? It's, yeah, because I, I sort of had a love-hate relationship with this Strat for ages because every so often I pick it up and go, I really hate the way this guitar plays. This is
2: your Paisley Strat. This from... is my
0: this is my 88 Paisley Strat because it's a seven and Japanese. a half... Yeah, Japanese one. So it's 7.25 radius, which I'm not really a fan of. Um, 7.25 always, for me, always feels great for rhythm because it's... More curved, you know, for you know the cords right down the bottom of the neck, right at the top of the neck for lead stuff. I always feel like it doesn't really fit properly, and um, I put these saddles on. And I was like, I'm just going to eyeball the whole thing. Like I, I haven't got like proper guides for like string saddle or anything like that, you know, for height or anything. Like that. I'm going to eyeball the whole thing. And bear in mind, I restrung and put these saddles on at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, because i've been restringing since about 10 o'clock at night and i played it today and i'm like this is the best it's ever sounded and played I, how i've done it i have literally no idea how i've managed to maybe you've got the magic touch i don't know it, but I, the saddles like have sort of brought this life and acoustic resonance to the guitar that it just didn't have before it was wow. always a great sounding guitar but unplugged i was like all the notes ring out really well. It's playing much better. And um, one little thing that so I didn't really notice at the time—they've—if you—if you take a vintage strat saddle, they're like that bent uh, steel. But obviously, the little adjustment um, screws always stick out a little bit. So you know, strat saddles can feel a little sharp. These ones are designed so they sit completely flush with the saddle. So if you rest your hand on the bridge, you don't feel the little. Um, adjustment screws Ah. in the saddle um but yeah also bizarrely enough i took a picture of it top down so i was like knew roughly where to set it for um uh what you call it i want to say uh when you measure it then when you tune it up and then you tune it again at the 12th intonation intonation I was trying to I was thinking of innovation what is happening with
2: all of us and words today I
0: know um, intonation so I was like I'll eyeball it I'll take a photo of it and then I'll just match the photo (laughs) again one did it (laughs) all of the saddles spot on I was like absolutely unbelievable I didn't have to adjust a single one I was like this is really weird they have just like put them on sort of set the height I balled it, tuned it up. I was like, "Oh my god, they're all in!" And then, yeah, played it against that and I'm like, "It's made such a difference." No. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, they're 50 euros a set, which I think is pretty reasonable considering, obviously, you know, you can go up to mastery and stuff like that. Obviously, I know Mastery generally give you like the extra base plate and, and other bits as well. But yeah, it was it was really worth really worth the change. I must admit, I've sort of thought about putting new pickups in it. And like I said, I what love the What is in the sound there at the moment? It, just
2: the stock Japanese Just the stock pickups.
0: ones. Hmm. And, it, you know, it's, it, it's it's fine. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, I want to... I don't know. I've always done that. I'm like, I always want to put new pickups and things. Um, the only time that it de- I desperately really wanted to do it just because I didn't like the sound um straight out of the box was the nick Huber. the bridge pickup was just too had too much mid going on um, oh, and you
2: changed that for a i uh, changed that for the
0: sun bears and uh Pretty yeah cool. again totally changed the whole guitar but yeah definitely if you're looking at upgrades and i guess the same for you jf you know if you're getting the strat and you want to do a few things i think upgrading the saddles is um not That's that the saddles are actually bad on those on fenders at all but sometimes there's little bits of um Extra steel. Uh, that is the
2: great difference. thing about strats, isn't it? They're just such they can just be they're so easy to mess around with and do loads of Just Fenders of, uh, in general. Totally, yeah. Well, totally. yeah, you're right. Fenders in general just I just mean strats as a rule just have such a wonderful range of options that can really kind of change the guitar up. Oh god, I really want a strat now. This is uh really do, you any, a... do you not have anything? Well, oh, I have one. I have this I have one black Japanese uh 50 strat, which is which is pretty cool. Um, maybe I, I'm, I'm feeling... Didn't like you have a,
1: two American Originals at
2: one point? N- no, no, no. I owned one American Original 60s in Candy Apple Red, which was absolutely lovely. And a classic it, in it blue? Comes with the It comes with the little bridge plate as well, the little bridge cover, um, which strats just look amazing when they have that on. Um, obviously, you can't palm mute, but that's fine. You know, they're, they're still... <laughs> They're still just incredible looking. Um, so yeah, I had that one, and then yeah, I had. Um, uh, I guess when I had the most, I also had a Mexican classic player fifties in um, D- Daphne Blue. Daphne was it Blue, Daphne yeah. Blue or yeah, I think Blue? It was, Daphne yeah. Blue. And I had a um, a road one in Sunburst, and again that was fifties. Um, the the road one, which was easily the best one. Um. Well, no, the American original was the best one, but the the road warm was the one I had the most the most fun with. But yeah, I definitely. I'm
1: so get of course that. you sold that before the others. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, the yeah, Sundest yeah, yeah, one was course. the first one that yeah, I c- sold. Of course it was. Of course it was because you're good. <laughs> <laughs> because you hate yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why I do this. <laughs>
2: oh. Although there is, you know, you can find like the FSR traditional fifty strat in Lake Placid blue with a speed stripe um at the moment they're they're kicking around those speed stripe ones with it did we agree? yeah they were f s r were they japanese in f s r or which one, I can't sorry? i remember it was a it's a fender f s r traditional fifty strap, and they did it in i think matt mentioned about the speed stripe straps that came out recently yeah um,
1: maybe from fender japan i'm
2: yeah they are made those. in japan i just right, okay. just found it on yeah so um yeah that, thats that's pretty cool, it matt was talking about the fact that in that range it also came in a Um, uh, not seafoam green, the other green. Surf. What's going on with words? It was, um, surf green with pink
0: racing stripes.
2: A pink, yeah, pink speed stripe or competition stripe, as Fender call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, I definitely need a straight. It's not the same playing the ones that are in stock because I don't own them, Jay, which is why I need to Mm -hmm. buy one. But but I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to spend the rest of this evening playing. It's,
0: um. It, it makes me wish that I'd taken a picture of some of the best custom shops that had ever come through yeah. when we were working at GAT because it just made me think of that one point. It was that we had a 60s... There's a couple that just just popped into my head I just remember. We, do you remember we had sixty strats in candy tangerine, which yeah. was such an incredible color. The relict candy tangerine, which was like the sparkle orange, looked amazing. Um, but there was a run of like EVH strats. Do you remember those? They had a, no. a, a humbucker, two single coils. And then they came in like Lake Placid Blue and a bunch of other colours. They, they were had, custom shops though. They were custom shop were ones. Relics, yeah. Relict. Wow. I, th- I can't remember what they called them. I don't the EVH these at all. I think she just had an EVH Humbucker in the uh, right, in the I bridge see. with a coil tap. But they were wicked guitars as well, which just played. This episode of Guitar Nerds is
2: brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur celebrated by Total Guitar magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergo Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar from the brand that once powered the lights of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others. Comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist magazine officially voted the Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at ShergoldGuitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at ShergoldGuitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. One of the most popular Ernie Ball Music Man models, the John Petrucci Majesty, is being expanded with four brand new striking finishes. Now offered in Pink Sand, Red Phoenix, Smoked Pearl and Ember Glow, the 2020 Majesty features a lightweight Akume body, signature DiMarzio Rainmaker and Dreamcatcher pickups, and an onboard Piezo bridge system that gives the guitar a focused and highly versatile, to palette of tones head to music man.com to learn more that's music man now back to the show oh, very cool. if cool. Uh, if you were gonna get a custom shop strap matt what would you get
0: well <laughs> i haven't ordered anything um there are a couple of um, UK dealers uh, that I always look at, because I always like to see what's out there. And right now, Guitar Guitar are listing a 57-strat, heavy relic, pink with a maple neck, master-built designed. Um, so they're team-built, but the guitar specs are designed by a master builder. And I, I think overseen or something by a master builder. Jason Smith, who is one of my favourite master builders, Um this guitar looks like a relict mini-milk. Um, so for people who don't know in America, maybe don't know what mini-milk is, it's a, a very small uh, ice cream um, that's strawberry-flavoured. Um, looks like strawberry milk. This guitar just looks absolutely amazing. Just really 50s style, so it's the single white plate. Um, kind of the heavy tint lacquer on the neck. Yeah, just amazing. Definitely amazing. they also got a bizarre run of um hss um pink strats but they've got black scratch plates and it doesn't
2: no i can't do shell pink shell pink and black doesn't work for me shell pink should always go with mint
0: for me yeah it's uh shell pink over three tone sunburst hss with a black pit guard nice um it actually looks better. Bizarrely enough, they've, I've just seen they've also got one in Hot Rod Red, which I said was my favourite um, strat colour. So the universe must be talking to me. So is that what summer. you go for, a 50s style? I'd go for a fifty strat, yeah. I I always wanted, I, and the first two strats I had were Rosewood board strats. But having right. the Paisley for ages, and I, I do like the snappiness um, of a maple. And I guess maybe it's also partly just down to having the Music Man for so long um and that that sort of flame maple neck i think i'm sort of used to the attack and the feel of um of that maple neck over over a rosewood neck
2: yeah i see what about you j cross
1: i don't know i mean um i'm I'm hoping that this getting this player doesn't turn me into you know a total (laughs) strat head and this is something (laughs) i end up doing but i don't i don't know i um I I think that I, I've always thought that color over color works better on strats than it does on tellies. I, d- I don't know oh, why. Um, maybe it's that there's less of the guitar on display, and so. Well, maybe you, yeah. I, I, so it's I, more I re-
2: subtle, almost.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm not sure, but um, I, there's there was a uh, there was a strat that Matt had specced up at one point that when we were at GAC that was uh, shell pink over black or black over shell pink no shell black pink over, over shell black pink black over shell pink the
0: strawberry truffle yeah and
1: i mean that was <laughs> I, I mean you you put some sort of ridiculous humbucker in the in the bridge which obviously oh no,
2: matt you ruined it
0: i wouldn't be i wouldn't be doing definitely that but didn't ruin it.
1: but um that is yeah that maybe with uh Maybe with either a big headstock or uh, with a seventies big headstock, or again like a mischief maker. I've always liked the idea of a mischief maker. That's cool. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I need to think about that. You you really need to be careful, Joe, because you're actually you're going to send me down this road. I've just (laughs) managed to convince myself that I don't need a custom shop P base because my P base is so good. Um, yeah. That I'd just no, be like trying to replace something I don't need to replace. No, you're wrong.
2: Everyone needs a custom shop. I, I'm <sighs> really, really on a bit of a custom shop. I tell, the, sort of um, trend at the moment. I'm having a look at a lot of. Sorry, Matt. Go on.
0: I was gonna say if I had to have a custom shop base, the one yeah. that always stuck out for me was the Dusty Hill. Yeah, that oh, was such old yeah. gold great on gold. On gold. Yeah, yeah,
2: so yeah, so it was a it was a 51 style P base um, with. With the thinnest neck, it was like a the the neck tapered like a jazz bass to like a 1.5, 1.5 inch um, at the nut, um, but then it was the neck was as deep the whole way up as a, as a p bass because of course with a jazz bass that taper doesn't just happen on the thickness of the neck it's also the depth of the neck so this didn't do that at all so it was kind of like a baseball bat when you were right round the uh, the nut end of the neck. Um but yeah what a, that was such a great guitar and yeah. like a, a heavy relic he, that that was available in black as well i think they did Hill was it, dusty hill it was am looking at i'm was, looking
0: at it, I'm looking I at thought it right it was only now. the
2: gold on gold no yeah they, they i think the black came later like as a separate run but it was so huh. so cool um yeah i've definitely thought about those before they're very cool but they're also they're just it's one of those signature models that for me is too much a signature model like it's it yeah. Be- yeah, yeah, that belongs mean. to dusty hill just too much yeah, anyone you, else you'd
1: be worried that if you met him in the street he'd be like actually that's mine can i have that back please <laughs> like, just yeah. a little bit too yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah exactly exactly um it, well i think if i if i was gonna go for a strat i would also go for a 50s style strap i always I, I like to think i'd get something like a like a mary Kay style strap oh yeah. Um, yeah 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 I've just you know I know the gold hardware is is a touch much but I've always really a touch much but I I really like that um um the grain through sort of soft white finish of those Mary Kays yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. and then like I think I'd have to go heavy relic if I was going custom shop even though it's selling a little or a lot maybe not quite my thing and not really sort of the, the mary Kay thing is designed to be a very premium looking strap but um i love the look of maple necks when they've got all that wear right up the fretboard where it's the maple's yeah. graying the whole way up so i i don't think i'll be able to kind of stay away from that i'd, I'd have to do that oh i think yeah. i need this oh.
0: but if i if i could have any strap right now not a custom shop um, I would just really want my two thousand one American Standard Strap back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what your gold? Uh, was it
0: gold sparkle? But, but, uh, it no, Aztec that was custom gold? shop. No. I had a custom shop. Actually, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I had a custom. <laughs> I had a custom shop sixty four master designed guitar, which which was great. I I did love that. Why did no, you sell it? Um, I think I sold it and bought. I can't remember. I think I might have sold it to get the Esquire, and then I sold the Esquire. <laughs> it was a bad chain of events. No, actually, the guitar I I actually really miss, and I did. I just didn't need it at the time, and I, I I don't know what I put the money towards. And when I sold it to the person, I was like, I had this guitar for like ten years it was wicked and he really liked playing it and I was like, if you ever sell it, let me know. Um it was my two thousand one American Fat Strat, which had the Oh yeah. Purdy Gates in the bridge and then two Texas specials, Shoreline Gold, the Perloid scratch. Why plate. do you like
2: strats with humbuckers?
0: Um I don't know. I I like the the girthy sound of a humbucker, but the uh chimey sound of a single coil neck pickup. I see um Go and also i always think that you need to coil tap a humbucker not coil split a humbucker in a strat i think if you split it they can sound really weedy and really thin but if you tap it i think they sound better
1: well interesting you say that matt because uh on the the on the american performers that came out we, we have talked about this before and it's on the um american ultras as well the double tap humbucker that's on the hss of those uses a combination of splitting and tapping so basically when it's in humbucker mode the um the the one of the coils is actually tapped back so that it um balances with the um so it balances with the other weaker coil and then when you split that it then you get the full it untaps so you've got basically like a um, an overwound single coil in the bridge and that means that it keeps up with the because because you're quite right whenever you split a humbucker it can sound a bit weedy. So the way to get around it is to overwind the single coil that you're going to have running that's split. And that thing you can balance with the two single coils. So the, yeah, the double tap humbucker that's in the, uh, in the performers and the ultras um, is a slightly different one in the American ultra, but regardless, I, I just think that's such a wicked piece of innovation and I'm, I can't believe it's not been done before because it it is a problem, you know, on, on, on all of those guitars, I never liked an HSS because I always thought that it sounded weedy when you split, split humbucker. Um, in comparison to the other pickups. But yeah, doing it that way, it makes such a difference. And it, like you
0: can use it like an SSS guitar at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. So if anyone knows where to find one, let me know.
2: <laughs> um, now, oh my goodness, we're so far through this podcast to not have even asked any questions yet. But uh, I'm not going to start the questions for Matt and Jay section of the podcast just yet because... I want to talk about um, Echo lion pedals um, once more. So I think we we mentioned these a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Matt? When we discovered, I think Dude. almost live on the podcast as we were as we were podcasting, we realised that Echo Line pedals were coming back with a new range of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think about an hour before we recorded, their Facebook page came back to life um, because we'd mentioned it. I think maybe around Gear of the Year timing, being like we haven't heard from them. Um, and we thought the brand was, you know, dead. Uh, it turns out they were just taking a break. And uh, they're back, yeah, with five um, five brand new pedals. This, their website is fully up and running. And um, they look incredible. They're a smaller size. And they start at £119. They're
2: so reasonably priced. And, you know, this is, we're talking about the, the, the Roadrunner. Um, the Echoline Roadrunner, their transparent overdrive, uh, you know, one gear of the year for us back in like, I don't know, 2015. 2000?
1: No, Six- I don't think it was that late. I, th- I don't, don't think it was that early. I think it was, I think it was 2017.
0: Yeah, it might have really? been 2017.
2: Yeah. But, um, but yes, that, that pedal is in fact back in the smaller chassis. So you have the, uh, the transparent overdrive Roadrunner, the drive um, Everest, uh, the germanium distortion, the silicone fuzz, and the signal driver, which is, as we mentioned before, is a 30 decibel boost pedal designed in the style of that giant amplifier that Marty McFly turns the the knob of up at the start of Back to the Future. In, you know, when he gets blown back, when he plays that um, tiny little cheetah uh, electric guitar. So they've done it in the, in the style of that. But... We were lucky enough to get sent the uh, the full range of pedals from Echoline. So I, I've been meaning to send them on to you guys, but I haven't got around to it yet. Um, lazy. As this, Yeah, very lazy of me. As this podcast comes out, I've put up some videos on IGTV. Um, so listen, you can go and check them out and hear them. Um, uh, Echoline, of course, also have their, their own uh, range of demos that, that will go into more depth. I was kind of just doing a brief overview of each pedal, but what an absolutely fantastic range. Um, I the think stick-
0: um, they've done a great job. I think that they, they look like the right size. I mean, they're incredibly priced. Yeah, They look really beautiful inside. They've got some nice sort of um, photos on the website. But I just, there's something about them. They just look really clean. They look, I mean, they looked, the thing I liked about them before is they were in those massive box. They had that sort of like peak Cornish vibe mm. about them in some way, just because of the size of the actual pedal. Yeah. Um, but these, they just look I don't know. They just look really slick. They look really nice. Um, and I like the fact that the they're all laser etched face plates. But when you get the signal driver, you get a little um, dynamo red tape label that says primary driver. So if you want to make it look exactly like the dial from Back to the Future, <laughs> uh, you can. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think these guys are going to do well. I'm excited to see what else they've got coming. I think... You know, one two nine is the price for all of the pedals, apart from the boost, which is one hundred and nineteen. Yeah, which is in, um, which is, incredible. Really re- is that's very. Reasonable. That's incredibly reasonable. Wasn't for, the you
1: know, um the Roadrunner a lot more than that? I we,
0: think they were like two nineteen. Yeah, I can't I I remember. Quid it was more.
1: Big money. Yeah, yeah.
2: The um, the Roadrunner was easily my favourite out of the out of the range. it yes, you know, I'm yep. a fan of transparent overdrives as a rule, but this. I, I listener, I just can't kind of get get across how dynamic this was. I mean, the whole idea of a transparent drive is obviously that it's something that reacts well to your... It's a low drive pedal that reacts well to your playing intensity. And the Roadrunner just does it to such an extreme state. It's kind of, you can use it as a make-gooder. It's just such a lovely warming upper you know for the i was i was playing it with i think the um was i playing it with the reverend i actually played it with the pink Charvel um that we got as well uh a little bit but yeah i was playing it with with both the reverend and the Chavel running through a blues junior with like just a, a little bit of reverb and the road runner was just it it was so lovely such a you know you could a little bit of soft finger picking, and it's kind of it's just there. And then you could really dig in and and get some really organic drive out of it. Just uh, I just thought it was fantastic for the price, listener. I think if you're into that sort of classic kind of sound, where you can really you can get a lot out of it without you know without hopping between different pedals to create different drive sounds. It's just that that the dynamics are so so rich. It's such a wonderful pedal. And then the Everest was. A much thicker, a much thicker sounding driver kind of drive in a more traditional sense, but lovely sort of big, thick, fat drive tones. Um, again, it was great. like the germanium distortion is exactly what you expect from a germanium distortion and the silicon fuzz what you expect from a silicon fuzz. Both fantastic pedals. you know as a as a player, neither of those types of pedals are the sort of things that I feel I'm I have the expertise to kind of compare things i don't really use distortions and you know fuzzes are um for a a different sort of playing to me so you know i thought both of them sounded absolutely fantastic the silicone is like sustained for absolute days and days um so i thought they were wonderful and obviously the signal driver was a great mate gooder who wouldn't who wouldn't want you know a uh, um a little booster That looks just like. Yeah, and I think
0: uh, um, you know, quite people go, "Oh, thirty decibels," but don't forget, if you put that at the front of all your drives, you've got a huge amount of extra volume that you can slam into the front of an overdrive pedal. That second overdrive pedal can still control the overall master output, um, but it's you know, loads of signal to like slam into the front of a fuzz or something else. You know, there's you know, it's not it's not all just about being insanely loud. No, Um, no, exactly. Disagree. (laughs) <laughs> disagree very much so but but
2: yes, disagree it is a fantastic range of pedals listen and definitely worth checking out um which you you can do on um on echolinepedals.com so do Visit them and check them out. We thought they were fantastic. Now we've finally got onto the question section where we we've got about ten minutes to, of of part two of the questions for Matt and Jay episode. <laughs> uh, fine. Anyway, okay. So oh, I the mean, first people question. don't want to hear about
1: <laughs> us. They want to hear, they want to hear us uh, chatting about stuff. That's that's yeah, much yeah, better. Man. It's
2: fine. It's fine. It's fine. So anyway, first question is going to be Jay. What is your favorite Boss stompbox? And Matt, what is your favorite Fender guitar? <laughs> we sort of uh, are
0: we talking about current models?
2: um no i guess it's it's in general as, as long as it can be purchased yeah it doesn't have actually to be i probably hard.
0: should i probably should give a modern one because we did just raffle on for ages about how much i love a 2001 american standard strat <laughs> um and if i had to buy any fender right off the shelf right now um i'd buy johnny marr i'd buy a johnny marr jaguar really yeah you're i think they awesome guitars over
2: an ed o'brien strat you're saying that
0: yeah, I mean, I do love the Ed O'Brien strat, but I, well, I was um, looking at this question earlier, and I was like, no, I just, I think they're they're wicked. If they ever did a pink one, I'd be in straight away. And in fact, I met Johnny Marr not so long ago and said, please tell Fender to make a pink one. He went, oh, that'd be pretty <laughs> good actually. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just remember if they do it, just swing your old your old pal Matt here, uh, uh, you know. Uh, you know one on the side that'd be great um, but yeah Johnny Marr I think um, I think they're great guitars the what? Metallic KO I think is the colour they do now which I'd what I'd what,
2: what, what makes the Johnny Marr for you sort of I guess the you know better neck, than neck anything profile, else in Fender's
0: um, neck profile was really good um, they played really really well love the pickups bare knuckle pickups and I like the way that the pickup selection was done do you know um, what bare
2: knuckles are in them by the way is they it just were a Johnny custom
0: Johnny Mars, which they don't offer Um, as a a set and because I did email um, when I bought my Squire Base 6 I asked if you could buy them. And they said, no, but we could wind some pickups to the same spec. Um, so, yeah, they but don't I think act- there's.
1: I think there's a reason why. It's not just that they don't do it. It's, the, it's probably the, something
0: to do with Fender, I'm guessing. Well, no, Is I it? think maybe it's maybe actually
1: it. more... I think there's like... F- because of how... Because of the extra things that you get with the switch... Sorry, and I realise I've cut across you here, but... No, 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 because it. it's, a, it's a four-way selector. And it's, so it's like Baja switching, basically. So you've got um, bridge bridge and middle in in uh parallel neck and then sorry bridge and neck in parallel neck and then bridge and neck in uh series which is just like a baha and then you've got the um what would have otherwise been like the rhythm circuits are um uh is it it's not a boost is it it's a uh um it puts the pickups out of phase that's what it does Yes. and um they you know it's just that's not something that you can do on a normal jaguar like the whole thing has to be rewound basically so that's why they don't offer it as a as a standalone and the the reason that i know that is when i was at GAC, i when i got a jaguar i did call bare knuckle and i also asked if they could do if i could buy a set of the bennock if the pickups and they said no but they would you know try and do something similar uh but yeah basically you just you can't do it because it is it's like so inherent to that guitar
0: yeah well there you go mm. there you go but yeah i would i would have that if i if i could
2: no fair enough fair enough okay so uh, so i guess j cross um, well
1: i mean you know this is just it's just going treading over old ground for me really isn't it yeah. because you know the the re20 space echo it's just my it's the best pedal ever It's the best pedal ever invented. It is
2: fantastic, isn't it? I don't know why, like, nothing has surpassed it yet. It's
1: the the greatest effects pedal of all time. Um, I (laughs) absolutely love it. And you don't... The thing that makes it... What makes a good pedal is when you don't have to plug anything in and you can still get sound out. <laughs> you, of it. Can and that's what right you can just hit that right stomp box exactly. and have it go. You woo, just woo, woo, hold woo, woo. down the right, the right button <laughs> and it self oscillates and you can just like, you don't need to do anything. And that is the mark of a fantastic pedal. So yeah, yeah for me, R RE2, 20, um, just, you know, yeah, the we, bloody best.
2: We get, we get like a, a lot, of pedals. I I get a, through a lot of like ambient style pedals because that's the thing I'm into. But the rv 20 is still like the one that I would gig You know, but, it's still but then the ambient of all the other things out there.
1: Yeah. But then again that's that's because it's modeling a space echo, which is what yeah, all like- of the other ambient pedals are trying to do. You know, they're to to one degree or another, you're manipulating reverb and delay. And like a maybe a bit of chorus or a bit of flutter or whatever, and that's what the yeah. re that's what the re twenty does, and it it just does it so well, you know that that there, there there are a lot of things out there, and there's things that you can you know you could argue that the L cap is you know high fidelity or whatever, um or there are pedals out there that have got a few extra features here and there. I I, I mean I just, I love the re the re twenty. It it will I, I'll never sell mine. It will forever be um f- forever be just you know m- what i sleep with under the pillow
2: yeah sure <laughs> sure nice okay there it is uh yeah i really i i kind of i gave mine to the keys player in my in my band and he has it mounted on like on at hand height so he uses that right nice. self oscillator yeah, yeah. um along with his like m- mellotron thing Um, but I really regret giving him that now because of course I don't have one and I don't want to buy two I need to somehow get him to actually purchase uh, purchase that to buy one yeah exactly anyway let's uh, let's flip that question round then and, and 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 ask Matt what your favorite boss stomp box is and Jay what your favorite Fender guitar is uh
0: that's a tough one um Favourite boss stomp box that's not available to buy right now would be Are <laughs> you gonna split it into that. Um okay. would probably Love the DC2. In fact, mm. no, I can't I, I I physically can't pick a discontinued one because I've got four discontinued boss pedals on my board and I love them all equally. Um do you know what? And this is gonna sound this this is gonna sound um Maybe it's going to sound like I'm cheaping out a little bit, but DS one, because I, I, I've bought... not
2: gone for DC two W or
0: no. I tell you what, if you haven't bought one because you've gone, oh they're forty five quid, they're far too cheap for me, or you know I've got to have something boutique. Go and buy a DS one right now, um, because I think they're a bit of a forgotten gem amongst people who have spent a you know, a fair number of years playing and bought a lot of other pedals like myself. And then, um, you know, I bought I bought one um, when I went to Japan and because I was like, oh, I just want to, you know, get distortion pedals. So I've got to buy a Boss pedal if I'm out in Japan. Um, and they're great. They're, they're fuzzy. They work well with the volume control. Um, you know, if you really want to go down that route, there's a bunch of stuff you can... Mod, if you want to, um, but just a good DS1, cheapest pedal I think we make, and uh, and great, just really great.
2: I mean, it's a great pedal, don't you? I am surprised you've gone for that rather than something you know, sort of yeah, like DM2W or you know, to or be honest, like that. But
0: again, um, I love all boss pedals equally, and <laughs> I, 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 I struggle to pick. Between any of them, um, Matt, they're not your kids, like they it, are, it's they okay, you can, they are my kids, uh, they hear you me. You can have a proper opinion on it, <laughs> um, but that's yeah. No, that's good. I, yeah the DS1 is, I, I can't pick.
2: I DS1 can't pick. is definitely an underrated pedal, I agree, it's a fantastic pedal. I am, you know, shocked, Matt, that you have gone for it, but nonetheless, <laughs> it is, it is a fantastic pedal and i agree it's very underrated um uh, yeah, I know, want to potentially pick something... for its price point it's underrated yeah. i think there are better distortion pedals out there but i think for the price you pay for a ds1 it's absolutely fantastic
0: often overlooked yes and often underrated i see DS1.
2: okay j cross um <laughs> uh you know your favorite fender guitar if you can
1: um, well, I mean, again, it's, it's too obvious just to say the bar hotel, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that will, that will forever be up there. But I guess if you do want a serious answer and something, if, if it was something that I was going to, I mean, again, I've just bought a player strat. So like that kind of does give the game away a little bit, but if not that, um, something that we don't normally talk about, I'd probably say, uh, American original 50s P base because they're wicked um they're so good the precision bass is as i've said many times the single greatest invention of the 20th century except for the internet uh and uh i just i just think everyone should own something that's that is as good as that and i am really sorry that people can't own my bass because it's mine uh <laughs> and, and in fairness it's not an american original mine's a, mine's an american standard but um, yours isn't
2: even 50s style
1: no, but I think the I think the American original fifties are very very cool. I, although I have to say I'm not particularly into the color options that you can get at the moment, which are what
2: do they have? So
1: it's two color sunburst or perfect Aztec gold with oh. gold, and both of them have got gold plates. Whereas they used to no, be. No, you what?
2: can't have gold with a gold plate. If but that's that was, what the Dusty Hill is,
1: that's what we were just talking about, though. Dusty Hill doesn't have a plate; it's just gold. Oh, didn't I have a plate?
2: I'm pretty sure it's plate. I this. thought it had a
1: mm. okay maybe oh okay are you sure you just didn't notice that it had a gold plate <laughs> that, like it? That could well be the case yeah but so when when it first came out you could get it in white blonde and uh i just thought that guitar was absolutely incredible absolutely incredible um but yeah uh but then again but just any p bass like the player p basses are just wicked just the p bass is just the greatest it's just the greatest
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Very well. Okay, so that was that was nice and easy. The precision base, the DS1, the Johnny, <laughs> the Johnny Marr, and uh and the RE20. What a uh, what a boring bunch of but, choices, boys. <laughs> be a, be a great rig. It would be Absolutely. a good rig. It would be a good rig. Okay, we've got we've got time for. Have we got time to do one more question each? Maybe. I think we should
0: probably should. We did say, we always say questions and then we never get round to it. And this time we specifically asked for questions.
2: Okay. It's Um. my fault. It's my fault. Okay. So Jay Cross, um, you've you've been asked. uh, Thomas uh, Adelgren asks. um, uh, Oh, yes. Okay. uh, No, I'm going to ask a different one. Okay. Um, uh, Okay. Uh, yes you've been asked what non-leather animal product non-leather i guess non-animal product uh, straps do you use (laughs) Uh,
1: non-leather animal products so what like i've I've got a strap that's actually made out of uh, horse intestines (laughs) um and yeah it's really yeah and teeth that's what the uh the Mm. the buckle is no um so it's actually a lot easier i think now to get like vegan straps it it was always really difficult and actually fender don't do anything uh don't do anything at all they've all got leather on all of the ends are leather um which is something i've uh you know i i would like to see change at some point but um the, the, the strap that I use currently is a, uh, I think it's a, a, to be honest with you, I don't know. I think it's like a Dunlop one that I got from GAC right. for, uh, when I was there. And basically I, I lent uh, my P-Bass to my mate who was on tour over here and uh, that strap was in there. And when it came back, um, the uh, the the top strap button had fallen off. And he had just gaffer taped the strap to the base. And uh, that was... I don't know, three years ago, and that gaffer tape is still held on, and wow. it, uh, yeah, so it looks really good. But yeah, it's just a, uh, it's just like a, a, a relatively cheap uh, done one. So there are options out there, but um, I've been thinking about doing what what you guys have done, and uh, I've, I've been looking at the couch straps because I do think they're really good. Um, Mono do a range of um, of vegan straps, but they, they do. They're very modern. There's a very yeah, specific look yeah, yeah. to those, so. Um and the other one that I really like the look of that I've been thinking about is the Mother Mary stuff which you can get on um James's Home of
2: Tone. Does. Mother Mary. I thought yeah. they did leather. No, they, leather, aren't they? No, I don't they think do a, so. Cuz there's Right On which are the vegan range that James's Home of Tone do.
0: Yeah, you might um, be thinking of Right On cuz Mother Mary are I thought the leather? Mother Mary stuff was
1: all vegan cuz I thought it was oh, like Oh no, a, no. It's not is it, it, it no you're saying it's not
2: uh i didn't think it was oh right maybe i'm completely incorrect Um, but james's home of tone took on right on um straps in order to fulfill that sort of like the the vegan line of stuff um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mother Mary is all sort of like hand dyed leather, but I th- I could see oh, exactly right. why you thought that it, it was because yeah, James's home home of tone do both brands, but yeah. Oh, um, okay, maybe
1: that is where I'm coming from. Then. So
2: so yeah, right on straps are the are the the vegan option on James's home of tone, and they are oh. they are also fantastic. So they are like a leather styled straps. You can get lots of styles that are very very similar to you know things like if you were after like an organic leather strap you know from companies like mother mary then um then right on offer like a really decent range of stuff that's you know not made out of a bit of an animal all right Um, which is which is cracking and yeah they, they there's like a huge range of stuff in in the right on in right on straps um so yeah there's kind of something for for everyone there lovely Yes, yes. There you go. Okay. I'm glad I didn't to... buy one then. How no, about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Bullet dodged. Yeah, bullet <laughs> dodged. Um, I would okay. have had it.
0: I bloody love Mother Mary. You straps. did
2: buy a Mother Mary strap. I've got in fact, three didn't now.
0: <laughs> really? Blimey. Yeah, yeah. They are. Um, they're great. I think uh, the thing for me is I like when they do straps and then they pair it with like a film or a TV show and it just I don't know it just sort of makes the the strap slightly more inspiring can a strap be inspiring but they've just posted one which is basically like it's a white strap with some like pink blue and sort of paler blue splodges on it then just a picture of the cast of saved by the bell and i'm like yes that is a totally 90s fabric and yes i really want that on my guitar (laughs) Um, and i've just scrolling through their instagram they've also done one with a bunch of cats um so i would quite like that um but yeah they've got some great ones mother mary Very straps good. are wicked if although unfortunately it would be good if they were vegan but they aren't yes yes it would
2: um so matt knight uh the question for you before we wrap up today is what pedal board manufacturer would you recommend for building a big board
0: um okay I've got two choices um and both UK brands as well so pushing the UK brands here um the first one is and Ash uh rich um makes some incredible um I would say fancy pedal wards um so um you know nice woods or you can do tolex options he's got a bunch of set sizes but you can do custom sizes if you really want just sort of angled with the nice sort of um, sort of wedge tier that's on a hinge so you can put stuff underneath as well so you get a bit more space on there if you're using a switching system. Um, and you've got, you know, your imagination is is your limit when it comes to things like different woods and Tolex, he does some nice two-tone stuff. I've got one of, uh, he did a custom board for me, um, you know, side jacks for the, for the in-outs. Um, he fitted a a Warwick rock board um, module to mine as well. So just really well designed, really nicely built. Um, and actually on the on the cheaper side of things as well, they obviously do go up if you go for some of the really custom options. Um, but, you know, a good solid board, especially if you want something uh, that's a bit nicer for the, for the home studio, p- potentially. Um, and then the second brand is custom pedal boards. Um, so these are a far more, um, I guess, plain <laughs> in some ways, they are just, you know, really solidly built flight cases um, with the two tier, so you can build a nice two tier board, really designed to work with an ESA or a gig rig switching system and to use the gig rig power supply it all fits neatly underneath. Um far more expensive because they all do come with flight cases. Um, you know, so if you're looking at a large ES8 board with flight case two tiered, um, you're looking at sort of like six or seven hundred pounds. Um, but then again, you know, if you're gonna put it in that, you could tour it around the world and you're not gonna have any problems. Yeah. You know, it's true. proper uh, you know, tour grade flight cases um you've seen them joe we used them on uh the ms3 video shoot that uh, you and polymath are in had a little one for the ms3 um and they're just great boards you know and doesn't i think he does offer custom sizing and stuff if you want um they offer a really nice little flat board if you want to kind of lay stuff out that's what i built my sort of mini pedal board on um but they're, they're two brands both in the uk as well um I would say, yeah, if you want to go for more of the tall grade thing, maybe look at custom pedal boards. But uh, if you're looking for something nice for home use, which you might be with the current situation that we're in now, I definitely suggest going for an older and ash and getting something a little bit fancy. Yes, they are very cool
2: indeed. Now that um, that brings us up to time for this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, this week, as I as I said at the start of this podcast, will be episode 2 of the 1979 Club, where I'll be discussing um, all, all about the uh, lovely old German guitar brand... I've forgotten. What are they called? Help me out. Framus? Framus! Framus. God damn! What is happening with words? Anyway... <laughs> Yes, this week I'll be talking about Framus on the Patreon episode, which will be excellent. You can support us and hopefully help help me get some brain medicine for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month, you can enjoy the podcast ad-free and early every week at five dollars. Um, you get the the Patreon exclusive episode and access to our entire back catalogue of episodes and at the $10 tier you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits plus the prestigious honour of having your name sung in the Patreon outro song yes, wonderful you can follow us on all the major social platforms with that guitar nerds and join us on our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum thanks very much for tuning in we will be back next week with more of this guitar um uh what is it uh guitar no just going just going bye bye <laughs> 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 Tom Simons reed quest well and true Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. This is good tea. Thank you, Emma. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.